Yeah, you're too silly for a podcast. It's too silly for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that was the line. So you can't show everybody what you're wearing, but if they watched um, Scripture Unscripted this week, they will see. But I am staring at a free Brady T-shirt. Free Brady. And guess what? What? He's free. Yes, he is. <laughs> After much angst over the weekend, where clearly somebody Leaked betrayed Tom Brady, one Tom Brady, um, Brady basically got forced into having to probably announce his retirement earlier than he had planned. Poor thing. But, well, I mean, you know, to be fair, I mean, I'm not going like, to like cry fair, for the guy. Don't talk to people about it if you don't want it getting out. So there, there's probably a part of this where it may, well, we'll find out true someday. Like the speculation was he was working on his final video of his man, man in the arena. It's a video. I haven't seen any of them. Oh, what is that? It's a video series, that, yeah. like like mini series type of thing that he's been doing, and he was doing it throughout the football season, and he postponed his last one. So that created speculation, as it was, that he he's probably started thinking about retiring weeks ago. This wasn't like a out of the blue type of thing. Speculation is they recorded the episode where he probably did like some type of big. Announcement. Yeah, produce kind of where that was going to be one of the ways he was going to kind of break the news. And somebody leaked. And somebody probably leaked video, which is probably illegal, but who knows? Maybe they're fired. So that's that was a speculation that because the NFL guys broke the news were like not backing down, even though Tom Brady's father came out and said, "No, he hasn't decided yet," and his agent said, "No, he hasn't decided yet," and somebody people from the Buccaneers said, "Oh no, he hasn't decided yet." And then all weekend long, yeah, and they so ESPN didn't back down, and then Monday night, so so we're on. This is Tuesday, so last night, um, Brady has a podcast that comes out every Monday night, and they talked about it, and he says, "Yeah, I'm going to take some time to now." I think the podcast was recorded last week at some point before this all happened, but I'm going to take some time, blah blah blah. And then this morning, he releases the the statement, rocks the entire football world. Anyways, I mean, I mean, he had a really good run. Well, you think? I know. I mean, 22, 22 years. And I was talking about it with the kids, and like he went out. Like his final play was a was a great touchdown pass over one of the great best uh, cornerbacks in the NFL. That is true. That's it his close. Really it's, good... it's like Jordan, you know, hitting the game winning shot to finish finish out his final championship. Is that what he did? Yeah. Hmm. So you can't go out better than that. He yeah. led the NFL at forty four years old in touchdowns and passing yards. It's pretty amazing. Forty four. I mean, that's so old. It is old. <laughs> it, 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 it's it, old in football. It is in old football in football. Years. Nobody's ever done it this 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 yeah. long and this well. Mm-hmm. No, he's had a great career, obviously. And and as we were saying in the in the uh, our script unscripted, you know, all our kids, our family is kind of you know we're not alone in this. So many families from New England who are Patriot fans kind of grew up with this. Mm-hmm. It's all my kids knew. It's true. They I, only knew success. No, and they only knew, knew Tom Brady as their quarterback, and Michael, I think, is still bitter about it. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jr., so <laughs> that he left to go to Tampa Bay. It when was I, fun to watch him win the Super Bowl last year. Though. Yeah. Yeah, it was, that was you know, fun. Yeah, he's, again, In a was, different he was team. We were still quarterback cheering. for 20 we, years. We got to cheer for a it different team. I agree. And we were. I was cheering this past weekend, I mean, last weekend when he lost, but um, for him. You cheered for him for when him. he lost? Oh, you were like I was cheering. I wanted him to win. I was rooting for him. Oh, you were rooting for yeah, him. Yeah, but you said you cheered when he lost. Well, I meant like I was cheering the game. That <laughs> so anyway. sad. Be quiet. Not much of a fan. No, I think um, good for Tom Brady. And now that he has free time, maybe my dream from the other night will come true. 
that you're going to become best friends? Yep. I had a dream where I thought it was basically, I thought it was you. It was like role reversal. You normally would have these types of dreams. <laughs> where I'm best friends with Tom Brady. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> and uh, so anyways, I had that where I was hanging out with him. It was so real. It was so detailed. It was, I don't dream like that that often. That is true. You really don't. Well, you probably do, but you don't remember any of your dreams. Right. And so I still don't know. I was sharing this with you the other day. I don't know if I woke up and started having this like, yeah, I should reach out to Tom Brady and see if him and Giselle want to be on the Reasoning 8 podcast. I had to be dreaming, right? I had to be you dreaming. You obviously were dreaming. Why would I think that's a you good idea? You and your rational mind. Yeah. So no, I mean, yeah, it's a great idea. Let's get them get on some the podcast. Views. I think we we might increase our listenership from six to maybe like 6,000 so overnight. Giselle, how do, I, how do we get our girls into modeling? I mean, what do we talk <laughs> about with people? What do you talk about? How does it are feel to leave the Catholic, Catholic faith? Are they Catholic? They're both Catholic, yeah. They're both baptized, confirmed Catholics. Absolutely. But do they practice their faith? I or don't no? think so. How do you know, though? I don't do you know. Do them? I don't, but I want According to know them. According to your, your dream, your live, best friend. They live in Florida now. Yeah, it's so far away. But anyways, yeah, so I, I had that dream. So now, and so maybe this is all lining up. He's got time now. He's got time now for our podcast. And I'm sure part of the reason why he's leaving at the age of 44 is hopefully because he wants to spend more time with his family. I would hope so. We could talk about that with him. We could talk about it. I mean, I think what what could it hurt? Just reach out to him. We have a podcast. It's uh, How does somebody reach out to Tom Brady? I don't know. I'm sure somebody in, in, the, in the Archdiocese of Boston has connections. I'll, I bet. I'll start asking around. Oh, I'm yeah. Sure, just say, you know, we're I'm sure hoping, that'll bear fruit. Now that Tom is retired, we're hoping to get him on the podcast. <laughs> just just throw that out there yeah. when you go into the office tomorrow. Like, you know, any, you know, anybody got connections to, you know, to Tom? Well, Tommy wants to be on the podcast, you know. If we can get, if we can get Tom and Giselle on my on raising eight. Yeah, we just we just want to we want to talk to oh, them about parenting. Can you imagine parenting as like a professional. You know, what's that like? Let's talk about it. Let's be honest. Uh, we don't need that kind of attention no, on this podcast. That's, that's true. We can't handle that kind of attention. We're fine with our six we, Yeah, listeners. we can't handle six people. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> what would happen if we blow up? <laughs> he brings us all this unwanted attention. Next thing you know, we got reporters uh, at our house. Uh, you know what? On second thought, don't reach out. I thought I'd get along with Tom. How do you know? You he don't seems like a nice guy. Him. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy, but you don't know You think know he's him. a bad guy? No, but I there's mean, no, there's how do you no know you evidence. Get along with them? There's no. By the way, that was one of the things today. Uh, Patriot fans, New England fans, so upset because he didn't mention New England in his press release this morning, as if he's not going to talk ever again about his retirement. <laughs> and I, I couldn't, I couldn't literally understand why. Why are you upset about this? I'm not upset about it. I read the whole press release. Okay, he talked about family and. And 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 he spent a lot of time talking about the Buccaneers. And so that, well, that's the team he's team. playing for right yeah, now. Exactly. He's literally. He's How like, would they feel if he talked he left, all about the Patriots? Exactly. The whole time? When he left New England, he did a big thing at that time, and I'm sure he's going to do something more to talk about New England. But people were really angry about this on social media. I mean, because there's, there's like a possessiveness that happens with with athletes, like but, like he's ours. He's our Tom Brady. Okay, he's not really. He's just he a human being thank you. that has played on a team. He has said thank you. Doesn't belong you. to like, any of get us. Get over it. He's your best friend. Oh, he must that. hate us all now. Like it's just so weird. He loved playing for New England. Mm -hmm. So I think, um, yeah, Robert Kraft, I think, put out a statement, and um, Tom Brady responded to that, like posted and said, "Thank you, New England. Love you guys, something like that." But um, and I'm sure there'll be more. So but I just can't understand the irrational response to that. Like he didn't. Put something in that press release. <laughs> therefore, he's a horrible guy now. He doesn't like it. Uh, 
I don't care what anybody thinks about that. I know I'm right in the way I'm thinking about this. No, honey. I mean, you're right. You really are. I am. You are. People have to relax. Relax, people. Just relax. Speaking of, I think Providence is playing tonight. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. So, that's football talk. Yeah. Yep. Super Bowl coming big, up. Big football Two weeks. Talk. Yep. You love that? I, you know, You're I excited, like, right? Are you excited? I about, like you've been into... I will say... Yes, give me some credit I'm going where to, credit is due here. I think it was Mariana that was like just shocked at you this week. This weekend, you watched more football than they did. I did. That is true. And you were enjoying it. I was because it's playoff football. It's like you watch playoff hockey and you like playoff hockey. I watch more hockey now than I, I like used to. I playoff football. It was playoff not to great. mention these playoff games were actually very exciting. No games. question. They were exciting. I don't like a boring game where someone's just blowing out somebody. Yeah. I'm bored out of my mind. But when you start seeing interception and pick six and a da da da, yeah. I mean, I got really excited. There was one game. What game was it that you walked out of the room for something and like there were two turnovers? It went one way I, you started and then it turned out. I started yelling. Oh, Tampa Bay. You've got to see. You've got to see. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tampa, Tampa Bay versus Bay. the Rams. That was an amazing game. Yeah. I mean, it was sad that the, you know, they couldn't, Tampa Bay just couldn't pull it off at the end. But it was an amazing comeback. And six games in a row were all down to the were wire. Amazing games. Six games for in a row. That say never that, happens. I mean, never happens. I'm usually bored. But I just I got into a lot of those games. Yeah. So so I'm excited about the go. Super Bowl. Wait, yeah. Who's in the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> Re- remind me again. Uh, take a step. No, I can't. No, I can't I do can't, it. I can't do it. My brain doesn't want to do that. So um, the Cincinnati Bengals. Very good. Mm-hmm. Versus the Los Angeles Raiders. Rams. Rams. They used to be Los right? Angeles Raiders. The Rams. Rams. Okay. Yes. I was very disappointed that Mahomes did not make it in. That was very disappointing to me. He really did. Our boy choked. He did not do well. I was very disappointed in that game. That was not a good game. I was excited to- Very disappointing. Possibly cheer him on. I like that. I like like Cincinnati. They're young. he seems like a nice guy. I I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, you think Tom Brady's a nice guy, but like when you see see Mahomes in these commercials, I think this this seems like a good kid. You know, he just seems like a nice kid that you'd want to be like, hey, how are you? And by all appearances, appearances, excuse me, um, Matthew Stafford, who played on- one of the worst for the one of the worst franchises in the history of the NFL, the Detroit Lions, has finally got his shot. So his first year with the Rams, going to the Super Bowl, very happy for him. Seems like a nice guy. <laughs> and uh, you know what? They they all just seem like. And nice then guys. Joe Burrow. I mean, poor kid had to wait. I mean, a whole two years to get to the Super Bowl. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think actually I think it should be a pretty good should be a pretty good Super Bowl. Yeah. So that's fun. I'm not sure if there's anything else to talk about. There's oh, no, we, no my, more. My words, we didn't even mention the snowstorm. It was a big snowstorm. I was going to say I spent an hour and change coloring my hair. And I wasted an hour and a half of I'm my like, life I'm today. Watch, I'm I'm, I, I you know, walked in when you were working on this in the bathroom. Like, it was like a 20-hour you know, project. It was an ordeal. Like I'm listening. Like the, the hair dryer is going off. I'm in the meetings. And you're just... <laughs> You're in the shower four times. It was insanity. It really was insanity. But it shows your hair looks exactly the same. The same as it did. Yes. Very frustrating. But I did strip. I did strip color from my hair because it had gotten to the point where it was too dark. Mm-hmm. I had used like a natural permanent hair dye for too long. It was natural, but it did 
dye my hair and it got to the point where it was like looking black and then I didn't want to keep going with a permanent hair color. We should get a lighter color of dye. Oh my gosh, do you understand? Yeah, let me explain something to you. I Amazoned this natural instinct like four pack. Yeah. A four pack. Got to use it now. I have to use it now. So I'm trying to be conscious of the product that I own. So I stripped the hair, which actually it came out kind of cool, like highlights, blondish. But then I needed to re-dye because I'm so gray now. I'm like 75% It's interesting because the top, like the front of your head yes. is probably the color you were hoping to get in yes. the, your entire head. Yes. Hmm. Yep. Welcome to my life. So yes, should I go and have it professionally done? Yeah, yeah, I should. I'm trying to save money. Listen, I've saved us thousands of dollars I, cutting my own hair. What do you think I've saved? I cut my own hair and dye my own hair. I've always done I, that. I think it would be perfectly legit for you to go and, and pamper yourself. And... Except in a salon, if you want to lighten your hair, they use all sorts of chemicals. Well, I don't care. I don't it's not want about the chemicals. color of it. The body to go and let somebody else take care of it. And uh, you'll see places that do natural. Maybe. Well, anyway. Well, you worked hard. I really did. It, it looks was nice. such a pain. And now it's back to the same dark color that it was. It looks nice. Oh, I can't. I can't win. Oh. Now, the good news is this is semi-permanent, so it will wash. It'll wash lighter. So this is the first day Just with wash it. the back of your head and not the top of your head. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I can't scrub my scalp. I'm yeah. just going to scrub. <laughs> talk about a stupid waste of my time. So anyway, that's what I was going to talk about, and you were going to talk about the snowstorm. It was no, a big snowstorm. It just us. Took us hours to dig out. End of story. Welcome to New England. It's it's a yeah. I was going to say it's a classic New England snowstorm. They build it up so much. It really was a lot of snow though. Thirty inches is not our typical snowstorm. We yeah, did we, get almost think, three feet. I think we were in Taunton. We had that one storm that was kind of like twenty four, twenty five inches at one well, time. We, we haven't gone up. This to is 30. probably the biggest we've the seen. Biggest we had a, we had one here at this house that was mid twenties as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this 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 uh this wins. It was a lot of work, but a good team effort by yeah. us and the kids. It was and we, a good team effort. We figured it. We got it all cleared out. I was we survived. I hate day. winter. I hate winter. I don't, I don't really know why we I'd live in I'd much rather have summer. Because we were born here. I'd much rather have a hot day, hot, humid day. I would prefer a cold day. I cannot deal with hot and humid. Mm. Hey, i absolutely rather have that than cold. Not me. Well, there you go. Well, well, That's why we're married. Yep. <laughs> and, that, and here we are still in New England. <laughs> I win. <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> exactly. Actually, our family wins. Our family and our friends win. That's why we're here. Yeah, they, they, like, they care. If all of our family and friends were not in this state, we would certainly not be you can make new friends. As I said the other day, you can make new friends. You can't make new family. No offense to all our friends. It's nice. Just ready to abandon everyone because <laughs> yes. we hate the winter. Yeah, that's true. You know, we've had mild winters some years. We so... have the last couple, actually. Yeah. yeah. We haven't been that bad. So anyway, folks. Well, listen. Welcome. Yes. To another episode of Raising Ink. A couple of sinners trying to raise saints. And we thought tonight, or today, or tomorrow, or this morning, or yesterday. Well, it's actually just tonight. It's all it is. Yeah, but I know. I don't know why I say that, though. I don't know why. Here we are. It doesn't matter. It's, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, we can't predict when people are going to listen to us. <laughs> we thought we'd talk a little bit about just kind of where we are right now, navigating the the, the, the parenting of our parenting of Teenagers, mm-hmm. of of whom we have three now. Mm-hmm. One about to turn fourteen, so we'll have three, fourteen and older. It's funny. I have memories. Hmm. Right, shocking. Good. Good shocking. I can remember things. For now, um, <laughs> I have memories of thinking, "Wow!" Like when our kids were under the, all of them were under the age of ten. 
And I remember thinking, um, when we hit teenage years, it's going to be like, boom, 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 because there's just, they're so close in age. So it's weird when you've got them in the low numbers, five, six, seven, eight, you know, and they're a year apart, a year and a half apart, you know, whatever. But then all of a sudden, oh, wait, we have one that's starting to drive. Oh, and then in a couple of months, the second one will start drive. Oh, and then just a couple of years, the third and then the fourth and boom. And it's just because they're so close in age, there's just not really a a gap. Yeah. There's no gap. This is going to be a ride and a half mm-hmm. the next 10 years. Well. And change. It's really 15 life years. Is a, 14 years. Life is a highway. Yes, it is. It's a highway. I want to ride. I really don't like that song. No, I don't either, but it just came in my head. Um. I lost my thought, but yeah, yes. Sorry. Yes. No, so no, it's sorry. Not, no, 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 no. I was, I had a thought based on what you were saying and then oh. just, just left my head. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I mean, it's not like we have a plan. As you know, we never plan anything. It's just, I just kind of was, we've been kind of dealing with teenage stuff, especially with our oldest and good kid, really good kid. Mm-hmm. Temperament, phlegmatic. Someday we will do the episode on the temperaments. We'll talk about it for like three more years first. Yeah, just to keep teasing. That'll be like the longest and worst tease in history. Yeah, because then there'll be a flop. Nobody's going to care because they're going to have read like 10 books and watched, listen to like 15 <laughs> other podcasts on them. <laughs> Which is probably fine anyway. It's, fine, it's not like we're experts. Better. In we're it. not experts. <laughs> We've read like two books. Everybody's listening right now. They're going, yeah, we trust we me. Know. We know you're not we experts. We don't listen to you because you're experts, nope. people. <laughs> we're real. We're just real people trying to make it. Um, so he's he's a little more easygoing, kind of laid back, not in a, like a crazy laid back. He just kind of goes with the flow. He's very agreeable most of the time. But we're getting to that stage of this teenage, is life. Like you got some things to start getting figured out, kiddo. And I'm sure many of you who raise teenagers can relate to this stage. We get to this junior, you know, year of high school, even sophomore, or junior year, and you start realizing, like, ooh, like high school is nearing a close. Mm. And guess what? Real life is around the corner. I mean, you're in real life now, but real, <laughs> real, real, real life. Like, hey, you're going to be an Double adult. Real. You're going to be square. an adult. Like, he's going to be 17. Yeah. And then our next is going to be 16. And this is like, Gee, so, you know, one of the things we've been doing consistently is saying is checking in a and asking questions like, um, are you praying about what God might want for your life? Are you praying about it Mm. and reminding him, even though we know he prays, but it's it's really important as especially as a teenager when you're a kid. You know, when you're just a young kid, okay, maybe sometimes God puts something on your heart as a young kid. Like I just, I remember being a young kid and always wanted to be a teacher. It was just, I wanted to teach. It's what I, and it it is literally still the heart of what I do is teaching, obviously with my own kids, but even in the faith, teaching people about the faith. I love it. It's where my passion is. It started really young. It's not always the case that, you know, you have a passion that kind of wells up from a young age, but that when you start getting to the teenage years, that's our job to ask what might be stirring in your heart? Mm. What What is God placing on your heart? And I think that's different than what do you want to be when you grow up? Right. Right? Because yes. when we're kids, we, we, we're asked that all the time. 
Yep. What do you want to be when you grow up? Yep. A baseball player. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to be, you know. A mailman. <laughs> I, I wanted to be a professional singer. Firefighter. A um, ba- professional basketball player. Like, these are things I wanted to be when I grew up, you know, which I am none of those things. Mm-hmm. And, but what is it that God wants of you? What is he asking of you? Yeah, uh, yeah, I Perfectly said, and I and and then obviously your te- with our teens, they have different temperaments, and so with our first two, we have one who undercommunicates, so we we need to prompt that conversation, and our second hypercommunicates, so it's not going to be as hard for us to kind of get to talk about things. So keeping that in mind as well, so keeping both focus on the proper question mm-hmm. at, at at play, which is God's will for your life. He's got a plan. We just talked about this tonight in Scripture Unscripted for this weekend. God's got a plan for your life. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a will for your life, and our job is to be in tune with that and to try to, to, through his grace, to listen and follow follow it. Yeah. One of the things we've both talked, spoken to teenagers for as far back as we can recall since we were teenagers at different times, of course, hmm. you were you were an adult when I was a teenager, but basically you different were like decades. 50. You were 50 when I was a teenager. <laughs> That's quiet. But, um, so, but we've, one of the things we've both stressed is this idea of God has a unique plan for you, mm. you. And there's something very freeing about that concept. I think today there's so much pressure, right? There's pressure put on kids to go to college. There's pressure put on kids. You, you, you've got to get a good job. You've got to get a da 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 da. You've got to, you've got to do this, 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 this. Well, we got it's 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 not unique. We got this whole ridiculous kind of pressure to everybody be the same. Yeah, you have, have to, to go the, through the machine. Go through the machine. You gotta get out of high school, and then you go to college, and you, and you really have to not just go to college to study because. Nobody cares about that anymore. You go to college for some kind of college experience and, and indoctrination. Basically indoctrination mm-hmm. today, if you're not picking the right college. And and then to be spit out on the other side of that to get yeah, to get the job and so on and so forth. And tons so, of students. It's just loans. yeah, it's so bizarre that it's just, it's just this machine. Like there's no other way. Now we all, I'm I'm sure our listeners like us, I, I know plenty of people who that wasn't their was not their path mm-hmm. and perfectly happy and more than happy and flourishing and stuff like that. And a lot of that is because they were paying attention to God's prompting in their life and followed that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, that's an important thing to keep pushing with our kids. God's got a plan. It helps it helps them to take the focus off of the anxieties that come. Right. Because there's lots of anxieties for teens today. Yeah. Like what what's expected of me? What do I need to do? What and the folk put the focus on God. Yeah. You know, if we're aligning ourselves with God and working hard at where we're at, because that's the other thing. You can't just say, okay, I'm just gonna focus on God, but I'm gonna slack in my school and I'm gonna slack in this. Nope. We're applying ourselves in all the areas that he's that he has us in right now, whatever that may be, wherever stage we're at, if we're working, if we're schooling, whatever it is, the sports, we're applying ourselves to the fullest, but we're trusting and we're praying. And we're asking for doors to be opened, the right prompt on our heart, you know, and he'll put all that there. Yeah, I think we've, you know, the the norm of kind of graduating high school, at, you know, around the age of 17, 18 is kind of a, a norm that we're fine with and perfectly makes sense. It seems reasonable. But we haven't put the pressure on our kids that, well, then now you have to go to college right away, right away. Mm-hmm. We've said only if... You, 
only if there's makes sense for you to go to college to study something that actually makes sense to go to college to study for because mm-hmm. college is expensive. Even if you go local, it adds up fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea of, okay, you can work. I don't care. What, if, you know, you're going to do something. You're not going to be sitting in our house playing video games and eating my food. Yeah. And, and you know, sadly, there I don't really know too many, you know, people that I'm close to that this happens to. But but you hear of these people who their 20-year-olds or whatever are still living at home or and they're just playing video games and things of that nature. And, yeah, I'm going to say shame on parents that for allowing that there there is this there's there is an enablement that happens certainly can be yeah not all the time yeah everybody's situations are different but you know i'll be darned if we let one of our kids just be like lazy and you know there's part of being a parent like fly on your own little bird you know there is an independence that needs to happen and it doesn't mean you know if you're working you're a kid that's working hard and you're saving money staying home and you're working hard that's not i'm not talking about that that's you know that's smart. You know, you're not wasting money, whatever. But the laziness, the, the ones that don't grow up, the ones that aren't challenged by their parents because the parents are not playing the tough love game. They're playing yeah. the I'm your friend game and I don't want to upset you. Or I mean, as much as we want to provide for our kids, and we certainly do, we what I want to provide for them the most is the ability to be able to provide for themselves, to be free, be free. Yeah. and to be a responsible adult who contributes to society and not just suck the marrow out of society. Mm-hmm. And I think there's those are two different things. And I think parents have an obligation to, sure, provide for their kids, but not to the point where their kid is not able to function as a right. normal human being, an adult, a functioning adult. So, so um, I think what kind of things can we do for our teenagers now to set them up for that? I I think there is a, it's really important for teenagers to have responsibility in the home. Some sure we have eight kids, so there's a natural like it has to happen that they have responsibility. We've always had chores for our kids, but even as our kids get older, it's not like they don't have responsibility now. They still need to do their part to help take care of the house. I had to, we had to, uh, I had to kind of lay the smack down and during the, after the snowstorm to, whereas why, why we have to shovel this again? Why do we have to do, why, 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 why? Do you want to live here? Because I said, well, yeah, <laughs> I said so. <laughs> That's why this needs to happen. Yeah. I'm too old to do all of it by myself. Thank you for your help. I appreciate it. Now shut up and get it done. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of life. Yeah. So you'd have to the, the idea of responsibility yeah. and contributing, again, not just for the family. Part of that is also just learning about everything it takes to care for a home and a family. Right. And also just learning hard work. Yeah. Because everything is that's worth doing is going to be hard. You have to put hard work into it. So when you when our kids start jobs and which yep. you know they are and they have done jobs and you know to be a hard worker to work to your the best of your ability and you know growing up in our family business and the restaurant that my parents own. That was instilled at a young age. We worked hard at a very young age, and that helped me in every future job that I had. I, I was a hard worker, and people saw that I was a hard worker. Mm-hmm. I wasn't lazy, and that's what we hope our kids, you know, living in a house with responsibilities, being a hard worker will get you very far. In whatever job you're in, it sets you above. When you work hard, you you're set 
apart from other people because there are so many people who actually don't have a good work ethic and also a friendly attitude because in any job you're in to have a good attitude and be be friendly and smile and cheerful have the joy of the lord where you go bringing that makes a big difference and yep. wherever god brings you bringing right. his his joy and his love and then the other thing is you know we're navigating the you know, part of doing all of that is you, there are certain things you just got to do in order to like take a step forward and like just die the whole battle of trying to get the first license earned in our house, mm-hmm. car driving license. And the balance of, again, doing everything for your kid or pushing your kid and nudging your kid so that they understand there are things they should be doing mm-hmm. in order to take whatever step is needed in a process to get a license, get a job, et cetera. So it was interesting because we had a little milestone just today because we, for months, were harassing about, you know, asking Michael to say it, just you got to get a job, you got to apply. And then it was, and again, he's phlegmatic. And he and so, had, he had, he just hadn't heard back from the jobs he had applied for No, but a it, it did ago. take a little while for that yeah. first piece because, again, he's not – and we're, we're learning. This is part of us learning. Yeah, this is part of, part of us learning is we've also got to learn to – this is part of temperaments. Mm-hmm. Understanding it's not that. each he, child is going to be different. Yeah, and so they need certain kind of – each nudge is going to be different for each kid. And so I think we finally figured that out, the kind of nudges that our oldest needs. And it's turning out well. Like he just got his – he just got called today. Um, first job and – well, first, not first Well, job. first job that he applied for. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's exciting. Yeah, very exciting. Yeah, it's a milestone. Milestone in our life, our teenagers' lives. Mm-hmm. Now, next is license. Yep. So I think the idea of measuring out each kid has to be looked at for the uniqueness of who they are, mm-hmm. and then we've got to kind of find the sweet spot of how to, without doing everything for them, but give them again, like I said, the proper nudge to mm-hmm. to get there. So. I don't know what else I have to say about that. I think you said it all. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's just, yeah, I just think it's, uh, so those of you who have teenagers and and some of you might be in our situation where you've got, maybe you have a little bit of a spread from your oldest to your youngest, and that just creates a whole interesting, fascinating world of of teenagers down to five-year-olds, and that's that has its own fun, and maybe some of you are just kind of past that, and we do have some friends where they're kind of down to just teenagers now. Um, I think this is one of those things where parents... Yeah can help each other along and, mm-hmm. and pass on some some good advice and struggles and be real with each other on navigating this. Teenagers, I've always enjoyed, I've mm-hmm. worked with teenagers, you and I both have, worked with teenagers many, many years. I've always loved the teenage time of life. Mm-hmm. It's complex, it can be daunting, but it's also, I mean, so full. it can be so full of energy and joy and fun and adventure. I think when we look at it with that attitude as parents, it it helps to not be like the typical buy-in to the typical what the world says about teenagers. Oh, teenagers are the worst. They're 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 responsible. They're this. They're that. And this is just this whole slew of negative things that the world and, and they can't do this. They can't do that. Well, it's actually funny because I meant to say this. Um, oh, I meant to say this with scripture unscripted. It was the first thing that popped into my head while you were reading the scripture is um, Pope Saint John Paul II. Duke just, et in altum. I was just thinking of it. Put myself. out into the deep, into the deep. And that was his, he he loved, he loved the youth. Yeah. 
And he was, you know, that was his his one of his real well, interesting because be not afraid, which yeah. we, we we are going to hear in the Sunday's Gospel. Exactly, that Jesus says to Simon Peter, same thing, and and young people, you are our hope. You are the hope of the church and of the world. Yeah, I, I think that's the kind of spirit. Mm-hmm. He, that- nothing but putting the bar higher for for our teens and encouraging them. Like what we've done over the years, obviously, but and we've talked about this in other podcasts, but encouraging them to have their own relationship with Jesus. So we have these moments where we pray together, but then encouraging them to have their prayer time in the morning and at night, just like you and I do. Getting into these habits as teenagers, studying the Bible, taking, you know, we with homeschooling, we give them theology classes to take. And so there's there's this growth. We're really encouraging this growth. And it's amazing to see how they blossom and how they witness mm-hmm. to others with their lives and the joy that they bring. Yeah. Okay. No. Yep. There's teenage angst that happens and there's teenage issues that we deal with just like every other teen, but it's not, it's mostly good. It's mostly good stuff and yeah. mostly good times. It's not because there's some kind of elevated, amazing kids, which they, they are, they're wonderful. But I also do think it's also an attitude thing with us and how do we relate to them and just loving them, showing them affection, things that sometimes we think we need to give teenagers space, space, space. They don't want our parents. And and they actually do want to be acknowledged and recognized yeah. and given a hug and a daily and things that we need to do with our other children too. It's a, yeah, it's that balance of doing that and then slowly beginning to kind of give them more rope exactly. in their life. And um, uh, I, I was going to say one of my, um, I think a really good book, and I would recommend this to give to your to your teenagers, Letters to a Young Catholic by George Weigel is an excellent book where he he basically, he's, he's coming out of his experience of working with college kids at seminars, um, but his he was really inspired by John Paul II's love of young people, and then he worked with uh, young adults. And, and wrote this book. And it's a really awesome book that kind of just walks through some some just basic teachings of the church. And I think it's just a, it's a really awesome, well-written book. So Letters mm-hmm. letters to a Young Catholic by George Weigel. Highly recommend that for your teenagers. Hmm. There you go. Awesome. This is what we do here. This is what we do? We do this. We give advice. We share our struggles, things we're wrestling with. This is what we do. This is what we do in Raising This is eight. the way. This is the way. <laughs> We're in this together, folks. We're in this together. And we're really appreciative for those of you who are still listening. Yes. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for listening to another episode. You should always take it from me. God, is that your role? It is. Well, before we do that, I did want to just mention. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. You didn't you have to go there. If you are still listening to us, <laughs> if you haven't X'd out yet, share us with a friend. Give us a review. This, these are these are ways that we can share the message of the gospel. Or just give us a heads up that we should stop. <laughs> if you go either if you way, hate us. Tell us that we should quit. <laughs> give us what we need to just say stop that this whole our this best whole days racket. of this podcast this are behind racket. us now. Nice. <laughs> well, I still feel called to this. So. I, I do too. Yeah. I I thoroughly enjoy doing this podcast, whether people thoroughly enjoy it or not. Um, you know. It's kind of <laughs> kind of their problem that's it <laughs> yeah <laughs> no we love you guys no yeah we really appreciate our. i mean listeners. some more than others but <laughs> we, that's, you're just the worst we appreciate you we do and we're praying we pray for you and and so you know pray for us let's too. pray for us pray for pray for those who might be listening like you do and remember that we're all connected 
through our God with each other. And so let's make sure we're, take, we're taking care of each other. We're praying for each other. And, and you know, until the next episode of Raising Eight, mm-hmm. be well. Yes. You, what? what right, you I'm just changing it up. What the heck? I was waiting so that I could give you your line back. And then, and then you just changed it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Raising Eight. A couple of sinners trying to raise saints. God bless. There's no video. They can't see that great face. This face? That face. God bless.